Hi everyone, welcome to HubShot's episode 173. In this episode, we talk about Inbound 19 and the importance of having a six-pack. You're listening to Asia Pacific's number one HubSpot-focused podcast, where we discuss HubSpot tips, tricks, and features, and strategies for growing your marketing and sales results. My name is Ian Jacob from Search and Be Found, and with me is Craig Bailey from Zen Systems. How are you, Craig? Oh, really good. And wow, 2019 just finished. We're recording this on Tuesday, September 10. You're supposed to be just back from inbound, but what, what actually happened? I didn't go, Craig. So just at the last minute. That's right. Cancel. Cancelled. Oh, no. Selling was more important. That's right. <laughs> Sell better. But in spite of not attending, you did get, and we both got a bit of a taste of what happened at Inbound. And That's we're right. And we're going to chatting with some of our friends, uh, actually at the next HubSpot user group. Exactly. Uh, hearing all about it and also sharing some of the experiences. But um, yeah, how did you experience Inbound 2019? I set my alarm for 3 a.m. and got up to listen to Brian and Damesh. That's how it happened. And what did you think of their keynotes? To be honest, I really enjoyed Brian's keynote and Damesh's keynote. And then I waited half an hour to listen to Christopher O'Donnell deliver the product updates. Well, we're going to talk about some of those product updates in a second, but I haven't actually watched the keynotes yet from Damesh and Brian. I'm looking forward to those. Although I am seeing Damesh is just getting rave reviews everywhere, talking about how awesome it was. So um, my expectations are high. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, so listeners, I encourage you to, we'll put the links to the videos, take some time to actually go and listen to them and write some notes because there's, there is absolute gold in there in how you can transform your business. We're going to unpack those in future episodes. So we'll do Damesh next week and then maybe Brian the week after. But on to some of the announcements. And so uh, Chris O'Donnell uh, mentioned a few. And there's been actually a good blog post. I actually think they did a good r- recap video, which we've got in the show notes. But yes. Let's chat about some of the things we're going to call. Uh, there's uh, the good and the bad. Um, well, we're going to call it the awesome and the other. Let's talk about some of the awesome things that we liked. First one is the Facebook Messenger integration in conversations. I think that's fantastic. This is in beta now. I was lucky enough to get the beta. So we've got this connected for one of our companies. Yes. Uh, and it's really good. It works really well. So we've got links in the show notes. In fact, that's going to be our um, marketing tip of the week in a second. Second one being forms integration with conversations. So again, this is another great one. Support forms can go straight into conversations. I'm really liking conversations and I really like how it's, I think that you get it in the free tier as well. Do you get forms in the free tier? Yes, I think you do. I actually just try to test it on a free account that we have. And I'm pretty sure you get Facebook Messenger as well. Like this tool, the free tool, I can't believe how much value there's getting in there. And well, that brings us on to another thing that's coming into, well, actually not in the free, but in Starter. It's how to start better with landing pages, Craig. They're bringing landing pages into Starter. Now, we've spoken about this a lot of times. And I think one of the key things with this uh, landing page tool is the drag and drop editor like the new email editor is going to be the landing page editor, which will be really interesting to use actually. And I think a great experience for people that are just starting, like what a great way to start. You know what? We're going to have to go back to whatever. What was that episode when we talked about our marketing stack? I can't was it episode yeah. 145, something like that, where we talked about all the tools we use together to have our basic marketing stack and there was MailChimp and then another landing page tool and then HubSpot starter and there were... Basically, we're going to have to review all that and basically replace them all with HubSpot Starter. Absolutely. Because one of the other things coming in HubSpot Starter is you get three, uh, not so much automated, but they're like a sequence 
um, mini automation in a way, three follow-ups from a form submit. So that's coming. I actually haven't seen that part yet, so I'm looking forward to seeing how that's implemented. All right. And then the other one is the workflow on the go action in workflows, now we ch- which we've tested out. We chatted about this last week and we will talk about it in the gotcha of the week because it's not in contacts yet. It's in companies and deals and ticket workflows, but this is an awesome, much wanted and long overdue feature. And there is the sales quotes and uh, in sales professional actually getting the e-signature and one more, which we didn't have in the show notes, which is a buy now button, being able to actually create a buy now button, integrate with Stripe and create that within HubSpot with what looks to be minimal fuss. And I'm really looking forward to that one. Yeah, so that's good. Now, they're the awesome things. Um, I just wanted to make a comment because this came up in the WhatsApp group as well. So we were saying, was the kind of product announcement, was it a bit underwhelming? And I felt it was. what, what, What were your thoughts, Ian? It wasn't like last year where we had new products. We had a sleuth of new things. Like very visionary, I guess. This year has been all about cementing that base, I think, and making things work better. I, I think that's right. It's, you know, it's almost like the Apple iPhone releases. They'd have a big advance one year and then the next year is just the S version, which is kind of the just refinement. I kind of feel, I kind of feel like last year was the massive, was the iPhone 10 for HubSpot. And then this year was, was just oh, 10 yeah, S. Tweak a bit. Look, I'll give you an example. It, from stage, Christopher O'Donnell promoted that they're putting folders into workflows. Like that is just, I can't see why that warrants mentioned from the stage in a major keynote. It's like that was the extent that they had to talk about. And I, I guess that's it. I can't wait to see what happens next year. But yeah, this is it was very much a, a consolidation and kind of refinement piece. And the tools are much, uh, they are getting so much better. Even things like the quotes tool um, yes. against deals in um, the sales side of things, just really nice now. So yeah. Yeah, lots of refinement. And also the new app marketplace experience. I mean, I've been using that a little bit and I think it's it's a good good initiative and it's actually been pretty well done. It's just getting nice to use. It's nicer to use. Like it's not a it's not a big jump. There's nothing major about it. I mean, there's a lot more people in or apps in the marketplace, but it's just a nicer experience. All right, Craig. And uh, on that note, do you realize it's four years since we started this podcast? I didn't realize. Four years. Of course it is. Inbound, of course. It was the week after Inbound when we returned to Sydney. Oh, the happy time. anniversary, Craig. Yeah, happy anniversary. And thanks. I hope yeah, your the beverage is nice and warm. And thank, <laughs> thank you again for forcing me to do this. We've told this story before on the show, but yeah, at Inbound, four years ago, you said, we've got to do a podcast. I was like, oh... Don't know if I can do a podcast. Would anyone listen to it? Well, you forced us to do it. We were terrible at first. We're better. I don't know if we're great or good yet, but we're we're getting better. And certainly, I we both really value it. And hopefully, you listeners get some value out of the show as well. Yeah, and thank you to all the friends we've made along the way, and have become quite an integral part of our businesses and lives. So we appreciate all of you guys. Thank you. All right, Craig, on to HubSpot Marketing Feature of the Week, and this is connecting Facebook Messenger with HubSpot Conversations. Yeah, we're just following on from what we said in the first shot about uh, this feature. It is so easy to use. It's very slick. So all you do, you're in conversations. Oh, by the way, this is part of the beta, so you've got to sign up for the beta. I signed up for it, and I got it pretty much a day later. And I, I also think if you create a new HubSpot account, because I've created some new HubSpot accounts, it's available in there as well. Oh, okay. Even better. So you basically, from your conversations inbox, you go to an inbox and then you go, oh, add another channel. You go Facebook Messenger, tick, it prompts and it opens up and says, oh, tell me which Facebook page to connect to. 
You just choose it and then it's in there. Then you pop back into your actual Facebook page and you might set that your main CTA to be a messenger thing. Tested it, basically, bang, that opens messenger. You're straight into HubSpot. Here's the great thing, of course, if you've got the Slack integration, that messenger thing goes into your conversation in HubSpot, which goes into your Slack channel. So again, you're just replying to Facebook Messenger things from your Slack channel that you've denoted. It's so good. I find it, this is the way it should be. Really easy, reduces all the friction, a joy to use. Yeah, so a tip to people out there that are actually using Facebook Messenger would be to connect this in and manage it better in the conversations inbox. Also give sales the ability to manage it from the inbox. All right, Craig, on to our HubSpot sales feature. I want to talk about removing friction. And this really stemmed from Brian's keynote at Inbound 2019. Now, he had five points that he spoke about, but I just want to highlight two from there. One was removing friction. He talked about businesses that are being disruptors, right? And why they have grown. And all the examples he used were billion-dollar-plus businesses, how they've been disrupting and winning. And two of the things he used was one was removing friction from this whole sales process and the other two was personalizing, so personalizing experiences. So I want to talk about how do we remove friction from our sales process. Now, you need to really think about this and are we making it easy for people to deal with our businesses? Can they find what they need and can they buy it without actually interacting with us? Uh, What can we automate in that process of buying? Now, I think that buy button that's being introduced, that's a great, great step. And he also talked about companies that use data really well to personalize. So understanding what they're doing, when they're doing it, and using that data to appropriately talk to them or give them what they need at the right time. And he also said, you know, with great data comes great power and great responsibility comes with that. Too. And that is absolutely true. You can, see, you, you can see what's going on in the media with people like Facebook, Google, and so on. Like data security is essential. But, you know, there is a lot of it around is how do we use it appropriately? And he was talking, he gave lots of experiences. One of the experiences I liked, and this might not relate directly to what I've spoken here, but he was talking about he buys dog treats from a particular online store, which gets delivered every week. He ended up buying a Superman shirt, I think it was, uh, for his dog, whose name I've forgotten. Romeo. Romeo, that's right. I have to bring Milo in, Milo and Romeo. And he was saying, so he ordered the shirt, it was too small, so he rings up customer service. So this is, a, this is a, I guess, a point of friction that people would have. Rings up customer service thinking they're going to say, send it back, and then we'll send you the other one. Anyway, this is what he got. They were like, oh, no, that's okay, Brian. If you want, just give that shirt to one of your friends that has a dog that it will fit and we'll just send another one right now. And he was like, oh, okay. And then he gave it to one of his friends, I think, who had a dog, spoke about his whole experience and and now they've just gained another customer for life out of his friend. And he just think about the experience he's had. He hasn't had to go through this rigmarole of, oh, let's go to the post office. Now I've got to post this back to this person. All of that's gone out, out the window. So... Just understanding that is a key thing, right? You had heaps of stories, but I, I want to understand for us and for your businesses, if you're a listener, what is that process people are going through dealing with us? And are we doing some stuff because we've always done it or because that's what we've been taught to do? Or have we actually thought about what is it like to deal with us as a person or a business 
And how does the other person feel? I think that's that's what it comes down to. How do I make it feel like they're dealing with a friend? That's so well put and such a good example. And customer service, yeah, delivered there. It's kind of the Amazon experience, isn't it? We all need to emulate that. That's become the table stakes in a way. All right, Craig, on to our HubSpot gotcha of the week. And this is the workflow go actions, which we spoke about in the last episode. Yes, it is. So we love the go action in workflows. It means you can tie branches together. And you know what? It got me this week when I was trying to find it in contact yes, workflows. Because everyone's so keen to use it. They're like, oh, and of course, the first thing they try to do is use it in a contact workflow. Well, folks, as I said, we're recording this on the 10th of September. It's not in contact workflows yet. It's in companies, deals and tickets. But, but it is coming. It is coming. And I can't wait because that is that is a feature of the year. Folders in workflows, mm, not doing it for me. Go action in workflows, yes. All right, Craig, and on to our marketing tip of the week. Yes, this is the importance of having a six-pack. And I'll tell you how that we're talking, of course, about the Google six-pack, which is when you say search for your brand name and you see not only your first result, but then six other site links there. So we've got a screenshot uh, example in the show notes of this in action. The reason this has come about is because we've seen some HubSpot agencies, I haven't seen it with other companies, it's only HubSpot agencies, where their homepage doesn't have the slash, like just the default URL. They have their homepage set to something like brandname.com.au or brandname.com slash inbound marketing agency. Inbound marketing agency or digital marketing agency like as the URL. And I'm not sure why they do it. Someone's probably read a blog post somewhere that says you should have keywords in your... Anyway, it's bad advice. Uh, Your homepage should just have the root URL. And the reason is because it confuses Google. And so we didn't want to, I guess, point the finger at people, but there's a couple of agencies around Sydney, HubSpot agencies, where they've they haven't got this root URL. They've got as long URL as their homepage and they don't have a six-pack for their brand. And well, what are the reasons you would want to have a six-pack, Ian? Well, firstly, let's take up more space on that search page, Craig. Like if you just look at it, the amount of real estate you can take up there is another probably one and a half results, let's put it that way, on that page right next to your local listing. So I would liken this these uh, six packs to having six site links in your Google Ads, which is almost identical. You could almost mimic exactly that. That's right. So if you want to check, just type your brand name into Google, search for your brand. And uh, if you're not getting at least seven links, your main link and then your six pack, then there's work to be done. Correct. And just have a look and see how that's working because there's a massive opportunity there for you to actually do that. All right, Craig, on to our insight of the week, the group chat trend. Another really good post from Anderson Horowitz in their, I guess, insights into digital trends. And this one's about the group chat and again, looking at behaviors in China and the rise of what I'll call uh, the concierge group chat. So these are private groups, could be on WhatsApp. Well, these are often in WeChat, could be in WhatsApp, could be in um, Messenger, could be a Messenger. What's the other one I've just uh, had a mental blank with? Telegram and other messaging apps like those. Yep. So these are private groups. They're often invite only. They're not publicly available. In some ways, you could say our WhatsApp group is like this. It's not really publicly findable unless you see a link from us. It's normally invite only. You're normally booted out as soon as you start spamming or or obnoxious in the group. Which we've done. Which we have done, yes. And it's a safe space. 
And here's the key though. It's the entree to e-commerce and transactions. So basically brands are setting these up, very much the case in China. Set up brands, especially for people traveling and going abroad. They're asking questions. Oh, what's this? The good examples in this article about, you know, what adapter should I use here? And I'm in another country and how can I find this? And and then often, oh, what should I use to do? And products are promoted and they're sold. And it's like this, the barriers are down. You're not being sold to. You have a need. It's being answered right there. Okay, I'm just going to click the buy link and buy it. And so that's it. It's uh, the pathway to transaction. So this is an excellent article. To about, reduce friction. About reducing friction, but also behavior trends that are changing and that as marketers we need to be aware of. So this advertising on the news feed in Facebook, sure, keep doing that. But we've got to be aware of all these other channels. And in some of them you can't even get into. So it's not an advertising play. It's an actually a provide value play. And the key takeaway I had from this is that you need a lot more resources. This isn't something you just outsource to an agency. Or if it is, well, here's an opportunity for agencies to be actually providing that service authentically. It's a resource-heavy piece. And so this is where brands will have an advantage. But if you've got the bigger kind of piece across customer support, this is a channel where it's a first-mover advantage for sure before this becomes mainstream. Gold. Speaking of gold... Uh, what is the gold of the week, Craig? This is an article on Medium, right? It's about a health company, or actually to do with doctors, where they had a form, online form that you fill out, and one of their main competitors completely copied every single element of the form, completely with spelling mistakes, the questions they asked. Like there's a whole bunch of questions, takes you through a series of forms. Got to read this article because they're just pointing the finger, but it's written so well because they said, Thank you so much. We take this um, as such a compliment. It's so um, so encouraging to see that you've just copied every single decision we made. It's obvious that we have done it right and well. However, here's a few things that you didn't copy, which we do recommend in addition because your clients will love this as well because we know ours do. So recommend, it's written so well and it's kind of like, this is the promotion of the week for this brand. Anyway, it's an article on Medium. It's got in the show notes. Go and check it out. It's classic. All right. And the tweet of the week, Craig, when Google puts four paid ads ahead of your first organic result for your own brand name. This blew up on Twitter. Uh, Jason Freud from Basecamp talking about how he has to bid on his own brand name to appear and, and lamenting that there's four other ads ahead of his first organic result and they're all competitors bidding on his brand name. Now, we, we've known about this for years and we yes. kind of use it with our clients. It's kind of one of those unfortunate things that happen in Google. So you've got to embrace it. But to many people not aware of this, they're appalled by it. So let's read this ad. I was quite amused by the ad. and I was actually surprised it was able to run. But anyway, uh, it says, uh, so this is the ad headline. It says Basecamp.com. We don't want to run this ad. We are the number one result but this site lets companies advertise against us using our brand. So here we are, a small independent co, forced to pay ransom to a giant tech company. When you read the thread, because there's hundreds of replies and he replies to a lot of them, he couldn't even use the word Google in his ad to say Google won't let us run ads here. He had to say <laughs> this site. He couldn't actually say Google. So the hypocrisy, <laughs> in, a, in a sense, that like, oh no, you can't say anything um, detrimental about the Google brand, but of course Google will let lots of other brands sit ahead of you in the search results. So it's great. And I, I think it's good. It's a barometer of people's, Correct. I guess, frustration with uh, huge tech companies in a way. 
All right, Craig, and our quote of the week, and this is from Brian Halligan from his 2019 inbound keynote, and this really stood out to me. It says, how they sell is how they win. All right, there's some bonus links of the week. Oh, there was one just talking about, oh, this is just a WordPress plugin. You know how Chrome supports lazy uh, loading? Lazy loading, yeah. Yeah, so there's a plugin that will actually, you pop on WordPress and it'll go through and make sure that they are all set most of the images to lazy load, so even faster performance. And we'd love you to share this podcast with anybody that is using HubSpot or is considering using HubSpot, as that would greatly help us. So thank you, listeners, for another great year as we as we finished four years of podcasting and we enter another one. I hope you've been enjoying and listening to us. And until next time. Catch you later, Ian. See you, Craig. Hey there, thanks for listening to this episode of HubShots. For show notes and the latest HubSpot news and tips, please visit us at hubshots.com.